Welcome to The Ether. Today is Saturday, April 9th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Intern Capital. Everyone knows interns make the world go round, so when it comes to picking out your interns, make sure you choose the best. The best you say, that's right, the best. And everyone knows all the best interns come from Intern Capital. Be sure to follow Intern Capital on Twitter and keep an eye out April 14th for the Intern FT Mint launching on One Planet. Links are in the show notes. And for more information, check out intern.capital. Be sure to follow Intern Capital on Twitter for daily ship posts and stock. Tips. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, part one of a two-part space, it's the IBC Gang Lounge open mic. Let's take a listen. Hello, IBC Gang. Hello, IBC Gang. Hello, Clay. Hello, Crypto Nomad. Crypto Nomad? Oh, Crypto Nomad. What's up? <clears throat> what up what up long time to talk fellas oh yeah it's I been a while been a minute. yep yep grits what up grits got grits on the uh the mobile phone this time not the, the desktop yeah yeah dude is little gain son yeah i know it looks just <laughs> like him shut i swear it does look it's little g He's like 15 years old, and it's Little Gain's son. <laughs> so cute. What? Your son what will tag along. This is not bring your kid to work day, Gaines. Bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, um, bro. Hey, sunshine's in the house. Sunshine in the house. What's up, fellas? We should have prepared the announcements. Damn it. Hey. How's everyone doing tonight? Chilling. Just getting started here, man. Good, good. How you doing, Marty? Good, man. Hope everyone's having a good weekend. Oh, yeah. No complaints here. I got good weather, good food. We got the UFC fights tonight too. Yeah, I'm watching them right now. My boy uh, Mike uh, Mallet or Malot, I don't know how you say his last name there. I bet 200 bucks on him and I just won 100 bucks. So pretty happy about nice. that. <laughs> I also went to the casino and won 
couple hundred bucks too so that was uh, good as well it's my buddy's birthday tonight so it's a celebration lots going on you know go buy a lottery ticket man you got some luck going yeah 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 no i'm having a good night man that's good that sounds real chill we got the official sunshine validator profile asking to speak is, that, is there someone behind that one Mark? hey it's matt just saying what's up. oh hey how you doing matt not too bad how are you guys Living good. good. We're living la vida loca. Yep. <laughs> Compounding my thought. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's still so crazy. I'm still loving that DPR, though. Yeah, I like that they postponed the airdrop so people are not going to dump it on Monday. They're going to wait till Wednesday. <laughs> are, they post- are, are, they, right, are they postponing just the this airdrop or all of the airdrops? Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to know that as that's well. A- that's a really good question. Because yeah. we thought that the epochs were going to be exactly. not even, uh, like, just delayed altogether, and they all were there. So, yeah, very interesting. Maybe they just need more time for uh, the dungeon, you know, the dungeon going. I think it should be really soon because they they said, like, T-minus three days a couple of days ago. So it should be really soon. Yeah, the, the the dungeon I'm pretty sure releases Monday, no matter what, and then uh, or Sunday, one of the two, probably Monday, I think, and then yeah, Wednesday we'll have the the airdrop. So like, I think it's like at the point where uh, you guys should maybe start saving some of your font because of some of the dungeon stuff. That's what Apocopotamus was telling me. Save mm-hmm. some of your your font for the dungeon and get ready for that. And uh, also too, the as the burning more fought gets burned you get like a better rate so if you would have like been chilling on some fought you would have just got like a 10 percent like boost in value in your fought technically yeah i, I like that because like there was a million fought burned now the burn rate is 11 b fought for every fought exactly so also with the milestone 10 percent quicker too what were you gonna say though marty yeah i'm uh marty talk oh i was just gonna point out i like the fact that somebody brought up to uh that uh, the majority of people, if we want to preserve the value of BFOT, we should stop selling from BFOT to Juno on JunoSwap because we can convert through BFOT to GFOT to SFOT or there's other ways of converting it as well, but to UST to help uh, stop the selling pressure on BFOT and then that way everybody can profit more. Yeah, exactly. If everybody puts it all the way through to SFOT and then just gets the SFOT goes to the SWAT Juno pool to get their Juno. Like, I bet, yeah, you're right. I feel like that helped with the, the price action for BFOT. Hey, guys, before we keep going, um, I guess I just want to say, I want to thank Dosmosis Support Lab for um, partnering up with Cosmos Spaces and making spaces like this possible. Um, also, tonight we have special guests. We have officially a, a Sunshine Validator who is doing a giveaway today in our space so big shout out to them and thank you for joining us guys good to have you guys here thanks good for having us man we're super excited about it you guys maybe want to give us uh some updates on you know the latest with sunshine validator and the things you're doing and uh what you got in the pipeline coming up yeah sure so um right now we're about just under a month away from taking over one of our solar units that's going to be offsetting a lot of our validator power but uh, I think what a lot of people are more excited about is our kilowatt NFT project 
there's uh there's actually a giveaway of an acres nft attached to the kilowatt um twitter page right now if you go and check that out they nice. look so sick they look really sick so let me share that up here everybody make sure to give uh sunshine validation a, a follow too and you can make sure to stay uh, up to date with the things that i got going on and you know, I think I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. Like you guys are walking the talk, like even trying to offset your own, you know, validator uh, power with with solar panels and renewable energy rather than just like using that energy as you would and then going out and doing other things. <laughs> you know, like you're you're doing it on both ends. So that's really cool. Thanks. Appreciate the kind words, man. So can you just explain a little more about the NFTs, though? I think I'm a little interested and I'm a little uh, out of the loop on exactly what all they're they're going to be about. Sure. So um, the NFT is called the Kilowatts Collection, and it's basically going to be a group of um, that that's attached to a Discord group. And they, I'm sorry, I can't hear myself on here. I'm getting a lot of feedback. I'm not, I'm just gonna turn my mic off for a second, and you guys can tell me if you can hear me or not. Yeah, yes, we can hear you, and, you, and you sound really good. So I'm sorry that you're having some issues. Sorry, did you say you can hear me? I'm really sorry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 You. You're coming through golden. You're good, bro. Okay, so I'm just—I'm assuming that you can hear me. I think I heard Marty say that he could hear me there. I, I'm sorry, my reception is not that good right now here. Um, so yeah, the kilowatts—it's attached to a regen validator that we're running. So the kilowatts are going to have partial ownership over our our regen validator. It's actually already in the inactive set. If you go and have a look down there, it's uh, titled Sunshine Validation uh, hashtag Kilowatts. Um, so a portion of the profit from the region validator is going to go to um, the holders of the kilowatts that we can then use that money to invest in other projects that we have coming up the pipeline. And also, um, I guess I'll say that this here first, we're going to be doing a regen drop to the ho- first holders of the kilowatts that join the Discord group within the first uh, 24 hours of our mint as well. Oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, everybody loves airdrops. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> That's cool though. Like you guys are getting people involved. Um, you know, you're you're getting them directly involved with the validator and you know what's coming from that and you know, just keeping the, the community involved in what you guys are doing. Yeah, I know uh part of what I'm excited about the NFT collection too is that a portion of the funds made from the sales of the NFTs are gonna go towards uh, one of the local farms in southern Ontario to install a solar grid or unit at zero cost. And that was another big uh, incentive for people to give back to uh, a local community. And essentially what we want to do is start creating other collections separate from this one uh, to further uh, this initiative uh, towards creating more projects that can help give back in the future. So Matt, I remember you saying how you felt like uh, people are going to have to kind of get on board with with validating on Regen Network. Um, so kind of how do you see that evolution going? Because like as soon as the ESG stuff comes like actually in crypto, that's like probably the you know the first place people are going to look. Um, so how do you see that playing out in, in the cosmos and just validators and all that stuff? You mean as far as offsetting using carbon credits? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't think that I think that most validators aren't really going to have an option because the public is and like the Cosmos community in general is so on board that any validator would be an outlier if they weren't looking to offset themselves through on chain carbon at this point. I think that it's going to be more to separate yourself almost as a validator. It's going to be about what your extra stuff you're doing on, on top of on chain carbon to offset your carbon own foot carbon footprint. 
And so is that going to be like, do you think the easiest way for validators to do that is going to be like participating in that uh, carbon pool that's going to be going up on osmosis and, and purchasing those credits? Or how do you see yeah, I, the best ways for people? So I think that um, first of all, I think that every validator should be getting involved in purchasing on-chain carbon for because it's not that expensive to offset yourself with um, traditional carbon tokens that are, and especially if they're on-chain like that, you just retire them through regen. Um, even big validators that are running um, a lot of servers can offset themselves at a really cheap price and it supports like a, a community driven project that's helping offset the network in a measurable way. Um, but on top of that, I think that it's important that validators go uh, a bit of a step beyond to do something um, that's like unique to them as well, not just uh, sticking to the on chain because it's going to be a really easy way for validators to say like, well, look, I'm doing something because I, I purchased these carbon credits. Um, and now I'm fully offset and that that's great, but it's also like, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a scapegoat way out. It's a really easy thing to do. So you'd like to see more validators doing things like having solar panels, um, you know, fund their power or, you know, power their, their validators and then do yeah. things to also improve we, the in real life and in, in real see world stuff. Infinity nodes and uh, a few of the other validators planting trees through ecology. And, uh, and that's great because uh, I'm not sure if you guys know how that works, but you, you purchase carbon credits through them. And then on top of that, you plant trees that are going to produce future carbon credits. So the, the trees that they're paying to plant through programs like that aren't actually, um, they're not actually directly offsetting. It's something extra that they're doing to help the future of, of offset. And so I think that little, little things like that, the validators can show that they're uh adding more to the community and more to the environment as well than just like here we're gonna here's how much our carbon measured out to on the calculator and we're gonna buy exactly the number of carbon credits that we need to match that and then just like wipe our hands with it because now we're eco-friendly yeah i get you there's a big difference between yeah just like buying those credits to say you did it and then actually like walking the talk and and doing the things that actually pay it yeah. forward and it, it could be something as simple as there's like a lot of the on-chain carbon that's going to be coming is coming from um, some great projects that are producing these carbon credits. And there's things validators can do to go out of their way to help with like publicity on these projects, like just even just sharing what these projects are up to from a, a, a more um, a more public validator page can bring attention to those projects and help them develop as well. Yeah, I think I think it's super cool what you guys got going on, like. You know, like I said, there's there's so much impact that we're making, you know, in the digital world with all this. But to be able to pull that into the, in, in real life is is really making it a good word that really impacts that because, you know, the world is is like it's not digital. You know, you need to take care of it. You can't just press reset and, you know, rebuild it real quick. You know, it, it takes time. It takes effort and a lot of, you know, care to make sure we're not, you know, messing stuff up. Yeah, I'm really excited to share some of the the videos we have of the submissions for people who want to get the solar unit coming from the kilowatts because uh, it just shows the how the impact can stretch beyond just like the cosmos space and how the cosmos space can impact people beyond the cosmos. That's awesome. Hey, uh, Mayor Ed came up and so did Grits. MLG, do you guys have any questions or anything you want to talk about? No, man, it just kicked me up when I joined the room. It popped me up here just... It's all good. Just wanting to listen in right now. Mr. Mayor. Yeah. It's a good day today. Hell yeah, dude. Yes, sir. Hey, what's doing, up, guys? G? Hey, little G. Hello? Hey, son. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, little games? Uh, one question for Sunshine Validation. Um, I actually just delegated some Osmo to you at the moment, but just one question. 
Uh, like, what are your opinions on like eco steak and stuff, like, and what they're doing? Because I don't, um, I know they uh, created re-steak and all that, but I haven't really digged into much like how they create their value or like their delegations or their uh their validator uh carbon neutral. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. That was a question for Sunshine, right? Matt, did you pick that up? Matt. Sounds like he's still dealing with his bad reception. Yeah, he did Most see reception. <laughs> did you get that one, uh, Margo? Or do you want him to kind of like repeat? Hey, I got it. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Hello? You're good. No worries. We got we it. We got you now. Perfect. Now. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so EcoSteak does uh, the same thing that Infinity does, where they're offsetting through ecology. So it's, it's great because they deal with, I believe they're buying carbon credits through them, but also they're planting a ton of trees, like a forest, basically through ecology and the way that ecology works is that you can go and actually pinpoint the projects and where the trees are planted. You can do the same thing on our website. We started, we, we actually like the project so much that we started doing it a bit ourselves and you can, um, but you can go and look on Google maps of where all the trees are planted and how many are planted. And it's a really cool project for offsetting. And uh, EcoStake was one of the first to be offsetting themselves like that. So I give them a ton of credit. This is something Clay's kind of like talked about before and, and had an idea that he'd love to do is like something like that where you can kind of like have trees on the blockchain that you're, you know, paying to like be planted. And then it has like a tag on it or something that you can identify which tree this is, when it was planted, why it was planted. That's cool. It's a way to like incentivize planting trees, but basically like envision um, like a Pokemon Go type of game where like you load up this map and you see like places where you could go uh, that need like planting trees. Right. And you go plant that tree. And then like you take a picture of it up, like do a blockchain transaction. And then there's a token for that tree that you could like sell to whoever wants a carbon credit. You know what I mean? Basically. But um, like how all that works, I don't know. But uh, that was just like a basic idea I had for like, incentivize like basically making it to where people are paid to go and plant trees like if that's what they want to do with their life like i feel like there's definitely a percentage of people that need to be like actively working to um uh preserve the environment and that's maybe one way that you can incentivize it so that they're actually paid to do that like as a full-time job you know what i mean I love that idea. I've actually I've toyed with some similar ideas myself, just working out the economics of it. And the the main pro, like wall that I always hit with it is that so this tree is planted and you have this um, this investor somehow maybe like through an NFT or through some kind of token that's on chain. But the problem is that that tree that's planted doesn't actually start paying out carbon for all like carbon credits until it's larger and actually produce and actually like sequestering enough carbon to pay out credits and so the the roi on somebody doing that it almost makes it like a donation and then you're better off going towards something like what the like acres nft did where it's like you buy my nft and this is what we're doing and like be happy with what we're doing kind of deal i think that's cool but yeah like I just like to get those ideas out there so that anybody like listening, maybe they have a way to improve it and then they'll improve it and make it uh, actually like a workable idea. You know what I mean? Um, because I think that that's going to be something that like going forward, like you can be a climate ambassador, you know what I mean? Uh, just basically work for the environment, but 
how you hold those people accountable like who knows they're like who's to say they're not just going to smoke weed at home all day you know what i mean and get paid saying that they're planting trees so that's that's what i'm trying to like work out in my head is like a way to incentivize people and also hold them accountable yeah i think you have to have some way where the the land is purchased and owned in a land trust and then one of the stakeholders in the land trust is incentivized in like to start owning a certain portion of the land or start getting paid out based off of how much of that land is getting replanted by acre and you can even have like satellite imagery tracing year after year how much is getting replanted in what kind of manner for how much carbon is getting sequestered that would be awesome matt it sounds like you're really knowledgeable in this kind of stuff so i'm assuming that you kind of have been doing this before crypto is that correct or is this something new since crypto um so like i started way back in the day when i was in university toying around with uh, aquaponics a lot and uh permaculture farming and just um like stuff that made our like localized food grid a lot more stable and so in that process i gained a lot of knowledge over what was happening with like carbon credits and how people were offsetting and what what versions were bad and what versions were good just because the people i was coming in contact with were like really uh, all about that and then as I got more into crypto and if things have developed over the, especially in the last year right now, it, the two kind of knowledge bases have come together in a way where uh, like they're molding really well in cosmos right now. That's super cool. Yeah. Like aquaponics is like crazy, you know, like it's literally like a whole ecosystem that just supports itself. Like, you know, just they, they, the, like just knowing that there's things like that, that, you know, can make especially just like local communities like way less and more way more independent and less dependent on, you know, the the big supply chain and just being more efficient, more self-sufficient. Like it's super cool and being like, you know, uh, climate friendly and environmentally friendly. It's just it's insane. Like all the stuff that's out there that we just don't even realize or it's just people think like, oh, that's too much of a hassle or it won't make that big of a difference. But it really does. Grits, how you doing down there? Good. How are you? Yeah. Yes, yes, we can. What's up, Grits? Hi, everybody. What's going on with you tonight? Uh, I'm pretty sure I just landed a paid moderation job. Hell That's yeah! Right. Congrats. So Congrats, Grits. Fucking sick. I remember you. Uh, remember you talking about that? How you were, you know, kind of, you know, hoping that was coming through, and maybe had that. And so, you know, I'm glad that the the universe is is going in your favor right now, and and made that happen for you. It sort of is. Sort of is going my favor. <laughs> Make it go in my favor anyway. For uh, crypto project grits? Uh, it's for uh, persistent. Oh, sick. Cool. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I start like learning, I think, on, in two days, uh, just sitting in the chat before they officially make me a moderator and familiar, familiarizing myself with their platform and stuff. So. Hey, and Grits, uh, thank you so much for, for helping us spread the word about the new Atom Validator that we got. And on top of that, like, I see that you're always super active with the community and helping them out in every little way possible. Like, just, let, just letting you know, we definitely appreciate that. Yeah, I've been doing that for a long, like, across ecosystems, really. Like, I'll get into an ecosystem and I'll basically sit in the top decks and the price chats and, you know, download everybody's information, basically. and try to help out and hopefully I get noticed kind of thing. But, uh, you know, no, there's no uh, community that's been 
this is, you know, interwoven together, supportive, you know, charitable, good with advice. People aren't necessarily vindictive, you know, unless we're talking about CNN. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're super active in a lot of communities. I'm like, dude, how does he keep up with all the different communities he's in? <laughs> well, I'm not very good at like talking in person. I'm having a lot of trouble even right now, but I'm not really good for working uh, like in groups of people. So I basically am trying to do crypto full time. And I had, I've been mining since like 2015 and I had a 25 GPU mining room when Ethereum was like $3. And I lived in a house with like four roommates and I basically, well, we mined about 50 coins a day, 50 to 70. I wish I could have kept any. Long story short, everyone lost their jobs at the same time, and things just went downhill, and I had to sell everything I had and move to the States. But ever since I came to the States, it's just been amazing. So I got back into crypto exactly this time a year ago, and my partner was like, oh, I don't know if you should start this back up. And I'm like, well, if I'm just like left alone, I just make money. So, And that's what's been happening. And he just lost the new job he got and crypto has been a lifesaver. So Captain Hindsight is, you know, 2020 or whatever. Wow, Gritz, that's a, that's a wild story. Are you amazed at how, how expensive the rigs are now, the mining rigs? Oh man, when I was going around in like, you know, after Dogecoin came out because of the Litecoin split and stuff like that, I got like really heavy into Ethereum because I was like, well, this is it. And I literally was driving all around BC, just picking up graphics cards for like $300, $200 used. And now they're like $2,000. It's crazy. I actually ended up making yeah. my current GPUs free because of the whole, you know, the price increase. I bought three GPUs right before it happened. Sold two, bought another one later. Yeah. Are you are you mining like are you mining Litecoin now? Oh no no that's that's old stuff. I'm mining Flux because it works. It's the highest ROI on the twenty series and Polygon. I'm mining through the Ether mine right now to avoid the Ethereum fees on my fifty seven hundred. Basically, you mine the highest ROI thing, and then you uh, just sell it into you know DeFi. And I've made a crazy amount of money just doing that. So. Doing Polygon? Yeah, well, it's mining a wrapped Ethereum, but it's going on the Polygon chain. Okay. Under, under $500 deposits, so basically anybody who's not a mining farm gets free transfers. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure about the whole Polygon thing. I mean, I, I knew Ethereum was still proof of work, but I wasn't sure how Polygon was running their, their stuff. Yeah, they seem to be doing the payment through a wrapped token. Somehow, I'm not sure what they do with the Ethereum on the other side, but you'd think they would be burning it, right? So. Cool. <clears throat> and they're still Polygon is still proof of work. Um, I don't think so. I think it's a proof of stake coin, right? It's okay. And it, yeah, and I also cool. saw that it was on the you know the the big picture I posted a while ago. It's uh it's on there as for the infrastructure for Cosmos, and I have no idea. How that's affiliated with Cosmos, I would like to know. Yeah, I think they 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 took the SDK and they modified it a little bit. Oh, so they're and, using uh, the Cosmos SDK also. That's crazy. <laughs> I, that's what I've heard. But anyways, cool man, cool chatting with you. Um, 
we could always use your your experience and stuff and did you did you say you got you're going to be working as one of the moderators for which chain uh persistence persistence very cool yeah. very cool man awesome <clears throat> yeah i appreciate Congrats. all the uh the welcoming because i've only been you know i've been watching cosmos for like six to eight months like currently and i seen it come up like way back in 2018 and i was like oh i've always kind of wanted to get into this ecosystem but there was nothing going on so yeah think think about all that ethereum you were mining you know three or four years ago uh, that's crazy yeah i've it's probably it's, it's enough to make me want to jump out of a building window <laughs> no no man but, you didn't know you didn't know back then dude. oh i knew you didn't know, i like, knew that was the hard, the most annoying part really uh well it's it's still hard to hold something that long you know well, it's i just, only worth i wanted to hold just just 50 coins but i wasn't able to even do that because you know i like had to rebuild a, a whole truck and use it to move across the yeah. country and everything so hey man though all things happen for a purpose man you, yeah, you got a I lot of experience and i say after that you know like i feel like if you can't handle losing that much money you'll never be able to handle making that much money so yeah yeah it's it's life is a learning process my friend and you know just think about moving forward and you know it, it is what it is I, and you know and i think in cosmos like with juno like you know people look at some of these dips and it's like oh no juno went from like 35 to 25 it's like <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i bought it at 43 and then i bought a thousand stars uh also like something like 40 something so yeah but it's but also you you got to think about it as like pretty good you know June, yeah it's long term try to think long term but anyways man good chatting with you and I'd, I'd love to hear some more of your stories about mining that's oh yeah it's I'm, interesting. i've got a lot of history i try to keep it short version for all you guys though so yeah cool man thanks for chatting yeah what's going on fellas hey hey, hey so, uh, scott home Eating some Mexican and uh, had some quite a few margaritas. Good times. Hey, there we go. Story of your life. Hell yeah, man. No man. Turn down the margarita. To, yeah, you can't live in the past, man. Like back in the day, I used to play a lot of online poker, and I know, <laughs> maybe some of you guys know this, but I think it was called Carbon Poker, and uh, I used to play a shit ton, and they would give you Bitcoin for like your table rakes, and this is back when Bitcoin was like a couple bucks a piece. And I didn't know dick about Bitcoin. I had no clue. Never had the like capacity to look up what it even was. I just didn't give a shit because I spent, you know, I was spending 60, 70 hours a week basically playing poker. So that's all I was studying. I read like every poker book you can think of. That's all I did was play poker. And I had a real shit time uh, one night. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm done playing online poker. It's bullshit. I'm just going to keep going to the casinos and playing like live and stuff like that. And uh, I used to have like, <laughs> I probably had over a thousand Bitcoins at one point and I had no clue what they were. I had a real bad time. So like I was grinding, I, I was taking some bad beats and then I was playing up levels, trying to play heads up against people. Took another, I, I think I went all in once for like a big, big stack. If anyone knows about poker, but I, I had aces and the other person was heads up, pre-flop all in. And the guy had ace king and I got felted for like a lot of money and i was like screw this i am done with this site it's rigged it's bullshit and um 
like they had this vault where you can put like bitcoins in it and i had like literally over probably a thousand bitcoins and i'm like you know what i just want cash and they they sent me some check from like a foreign country and shit i just cashed it out barely you know for whatever it was worth at the time a couple thousand bucks that's that's my story so <laughs> don't feel bad if you you didn't keep uh you know with the with the ethereums because you know that's that's quite a few bucks right now a thousand plus uh bitcoins <laughs> hey hoss you are not alone i i know a i know a couple other guys that are really into uh into texas hold'em and and all all those a lot of those online sites you'd have to cash out in um sometimes you'd, you'd go through you'd go through a couple of jumps but you sometimes you'd cash out through bitcoin and I know a couple guys that were just like, damn, man, if I just would have held on to like three or four Bitcoin, you know, back, you know, four years ago. Well, yeah, man, back in the day, like I said, I was so busy that uh, I used to play ball and and I was also uh, playing, you know, like just dicking around a lot, of, just full time playing poker. So I would travel around all the places like go to Vegas and I was just playing poker and back in the day like i didn't know dick about crypto like i didn't even not that i didn't know i just didn't even think about it like i just thought like the bitcoin was just some sort of like in-house currency on the site and i thought it was a scam so i was like i don't want that shit like give me and i i like i said they had this vault where you would just keep it in and uh at the time i like i said i took a few bad beats and had like a really bad month of online poker and i was like i'm just done with online poker and uh, i just wanted the cash so you know just they just sent me a check and i just cashed it and that was it that was the end of that and to be honest with you i never think about it like yeah you know how much money that'd be now but it's to me it's it's i don't think about it because there's no reason to think about something like that it's just my personality i don't dwell about the past so there's nothing i could do you know if i had to do it all over obviously i would have tried to find out what the hell bitcoin even was but i mean it is what it is yeah, yeah. 2020 hey simon yeah. what's up so I'll pop in. Have you yeah. I uh little little update potential. Actually, this is a question to you guys. Maybe maybe for the guys that are a little bit more uh, like the guys those that are more technical than maybe I am on certain things. Uh, I was talking to Octomage uh, yesterday, who's the like the head dev. Uh, he runs all the devs on Terra, uh, and I was asking about uh, you know upgrading the IBC module, uh, which would enable you know, smart contracts uh, from Terra to, you know, to uh, Cosmos and back uh, more than just native. So NFTs, everything. And he said that it's being worked. It's actually being worked on. Um, but apparently that's the IBC. Uh, that's the thing that uh, halted Juno. So I'd be interested to hear your thoughts and, and your guys. And obviously I don't have huge amounts of information about that. But um, so it's obviously going, going to go under a lot of testing. Um, due to what happened to Juno, but I'd love to, you know, hear your guys' thoughts about that. So, I mean, I kind of heard most of that. <laughs> I was actually reading something. You were talking about, uh, can you repeat the, the very beginning of that? Yeah, so I was talking to Octomage, who's the, the head dev of Terra, uh, about, you know, upgrading the uh, contracts. So uh, upgra upgrading IBC module, basically, uh, which would enable NFTs to be cross-chained across IBC, uh, but also smart contracts from Terra to you know to Osmo and back. Um, but that's actually he he mentioned that that's actually the thing that uh, took Juno down. So that upgrade uh, bug was actually what took Juno down. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on on, on that um, and, and how how that played out because I'm not not super informed about the Juno halt. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not like super technical about it, but I know it was some sort of like 
like breach. And uh, one of the things that Juno is kind of for when it comes to like the Cosmos ecosystem is it's essentially like the battleground uh, to do all the testing and stuff like that. And I don't know if you noticed, but like like Osmosis, there's a frontier page now, which is basically like the wild, wild west. Like anyone can list on there. So any CW20 token or Juno, Juno Mint can be on there. And um, it's just so it's a different platform and there's no um, I don't want to say like intrusions, but essentially like if there's a shit coin or a scam coin or whatever, it's kind of like enter at your own risk. Like there's like even a disclaimer when you go on the frontier. And as like for the contract wise, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's CW20s or like, I I don't know how those all work when it comes over like that. Like just technically CW20s really aren't um, the original SDK code, I think. So yeah, I don't, I wish I knew that answer. And actually I'll probably try to find out that answer about what, what exactly happened with Juno. Cause I'm not going to lie since like prop 16 happened, I haven't really been staying a lot i stay in alert with like juna per se you know class um uh, game of nodes was giving us a really good explanation yesterday i invited them to speak hopefully they can come up here and chit chat a bit if not i know tricky you can explain it better yeah i was gonna say so simon i i'm not i could be could be wrong but i think the uh the two differences between like why like Terra and Juno, why they those coins can't go back and forth is because the CW20s, I think, are considered maybe native, like right off the bat, where all of the Terra tokens are more so smart contracts and that stuff just isn't enabled yet, like you said. <clears throat> um, but what it is that helped the Juno chain was there was a smart contract that someone uploaded that what it does is it asks the validators to like to pull their current state of the of the blockchain but in the middle of any given block like most before they reach consensus like all block validators i feel like are going to be at a different have a different state have a different record uh, because they haven't reached that consensus so what it did was force the validators to kind of have that little battle and not reach consensus and so then there was the built-in mechanism into the cosmos sdk for when that stuff happens it halts the chain to kind of protect you know any harm from happening um so that's why juno halted but i'm not entirely sure i know that Terra already fixed that patch is what somebody said like they had that same issue but they fixed it like a few months back already um but i'm not sure that it was that that's like one of the reasons why the Terra assets can't go through ibc yet but i know that yeah that's like a huge thing it's like people have like scratched their head like why why can't these Terra blue chips come over to osmosis but then we have marble and beef hot and all this stuff going everywhere you know it's the ibc module so that's what that's what Octal Major was saying. He said, IBC, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the IBC module needs upgrading um, and it is being worked on. So it's not something, it's actually being worked on, which is actually good news because we, we didn't actually know anything about it or where it's happening. So the fact it's being worked on is, is good news. Um, but he said it needs a lot of testing. Uh, and, you know, that was one of the reasons why Juno went down. So I don't know, I'm not technical enough with this stuff, but I thought maybe someone uh, could, could shed more light. Uh, so he said that. So he said it's going to go through a lot more testing before it's rolled out, obviously. Yeah, it looks like we just had Noel come up too. He might be able to give some more technical. I was just going to say, I'll DM him right now, but that's good. I didn't even know he's, he's on the show. So, yeah, he'll be able to answer that. He's a big Juno guy. How you doing, Noel? Yeah, not too bad, guys. I hope there's not too much background noise. I'm actually driving at the moment. Does it sound okay? You're good. No worries. Uh, yeah, so you guys were talking about, um, you know, Terra and um, Juno. So... Juno's back on the main WASM 
um, line, so we're no, no longer a fork. And Terra is like a pretty customized version of an earlier version of Wasm. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure uh, actually if they're working to get back onto the main line of, of Juno as well. But um, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of differences between Terra and Juno just on, in different versions and compatibilities of newer modules and stuff like that. So um, I'm not exactly sure what the guy was talking about um, when you're talking to him, but uh, I'm pretty sure that it wasn't the IBC module that altered Juno. It was just to do with a smart contract vulnerability. Hey, I just wanted to jump in and say that from what I know, it was a smart contract vulnerability as well. And it was something that was due to be fixed in the Cosm Wasm on the update. And that's the reason it was able to be exploited is that um, somebody was able to find out that there was a bug by looking at the fact that a bug was going to be fixed on the next upgrade. Yeah, hey, I listened to your weird. podcast, by the way. Uh, Game of Nodes, it's epic. Thanks for that. Thanks, man. Clears it up. Yeah, but that's what's so good about IBC, though. Like, even that vulnerability, it's like, okay, it's unfortunate for just, like, Juno, for example, but you just, like, shut it down, and that, and that's it. It's not like it just goes throughout the whole entire ecosystem. That's what's so great about IBC. If there's some sort of, like, vulnerability on other chains that are sovereign, but they don't connect to anyone else, it's like they're totally screwed. Like, Solana goes down for a week or something, it's or Cardano or whatever. So that's that's what's so cool about IBC because like technically, even during that time frame, if you still wanted to buy Juno or sell Juno, as long as you had it technically on the Osmosis blockchain, you could still do it. So that's just one little cool feature about IBC that you know other ecosystems don't have. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the biggest Juno guy. Like I have a bag, and Prop 16 happened, and I kind of like just totally just shut my mind off the Juno until I like think there's gonna be a good good point to get back into it. I'm not trying to hate on Juno, but that's just kind of me right now. I'm more focused on Luna and Osmo, Secret, Adam. So was the snapshot for the Jackal DAO uh, today, yesterday, tomorrow? When is that? I think it. I think it was yesterday, right? Friday, yesterday. Let me so see. I want to say someone gave us like a last call warning <laughs> uh, yesterday. I think it was a uh, mayor actually. Yeah, right. it was. It was today at one one p.m. I believe. Yeah, that's nice. I'm I'm really bullish on them. I think their use use case is just you know it's huge because of data is everything and what they're doing. You know, data storage decentralized, kind of like a Dropbox, but even better, improved method to storing data. You can run websites and have your private key. So, like if uh, like us, for example, had a website, we could have it to the public, but also have a part on the site where it's encrypted and only us can get a part of that and stuff like that, all directly on the website. That's what that RNS is. And I don't know all the mechanics behind it, but they all they use Juno for like their uh, like the central point for like the website. So you can like purchase a website in Juno and have like a 10 year deal for it, which is pretty cool. That's just like one thing that they're doing. We just had a redacted buck. How you doing? Can you hear us? Hello, can you hear us? Might be having a little bit of a lag. It, I had a hard time when I first jumped in the room, but he might be having a little bit of a lag. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be looking forward to, to Luna being able to upgrade and 
get on the same uh, open up those channels that that would be big for for uh, yeah. cross chain yeah exactly yeah. for everything i mean just like they can get they can have pulls on like osmosis you can just float everything back and forth that's what that's what uh you know one of the reasons i just fell in love with ibc is that it's just you can just move stuff around you yeah. can make you can just make different plays like even as like an investor like a pure investor like right now there's so many options like now that there's b adam too like so if you're just like really bullish on adam and you're like you know what I think Adam's going to like a hundred bucks and you're like, you know what? I want more Adam and I don't really have the capital right now to like put pour more fiat into the market. You can take out leverage. Like just, there's just so many options, man. But the Adam is, is wormhole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's kind of weird. I'm not sure how I necessarily feel about that. Like an IBC technically like Cosmos chain using wormhole to get over somewhere. But I realized I understand that's the only option kind of right now, even to get to Terra. <laughs> um in a way so yeah so uh-huh. like like as an investor this is no no financial advice but i love adam but if you're trying to make moves to like potentially get a solid poten- potential 10x within like the next year and a half two years in my personal opinion i would just go for luna it's a depreciation it's a deflationary asset ust is just expanding like a freaking wildfire it just makes no sense the tokenomics of it is is literally the perfect tokenomic out of any crypto out there, you know, besides like Bitcoin. But what Bitcoin's problem is, is they don't they don't have the, you know, like a stable coin, basically. It's just more of a place to park your money, which I'm not saying it's not a good thing, but like there's so many options with US there um, with Luna. You can instantly just take out leverage like whenever you want. Like, oh, you know what? I need money today. I mean, I got this much in Luna. I'm just going to take out a UST loan and then do whatever you want with it. I mean, people do need money f- to spend and all that. But even as like an investor, like say there's a flash crash, you just grab, you just take out leverage against Luna. Like say it goes down to 50 or $60, which I hope it doesn't. But if it did, you know, you're like, this is the bottom. I'm just going to load up and you could just load up. There's just so many more moves you can make. And that's what's so good about IBC is like, you can just send Osmo over, Atom over, Secret over. You can Degen over and Terrazico. I know Simon would like it, but you can you can go onto Loop. You can just there's so many more options with like IBC. It's crazy. The good thing with Atom though is it's a good risk off for Luna. So the way that I see it is is you know if something does happen with Luna, right? Um, if something was to happen with Luna, Atom is still going to be there like obviously if, if something did happen to luna in any chance right <laughs> the whole of crypto would suffer from it but it, it is a good risk off because atom obviously has different tokenomics so it's, it's a good thing to still hold and have and it will still benefit in some shape or way by terra opening up ibc so you know as, as terra opens up ibc in general and, and that connection comes more the liquidity will flow through uh, to Atom and, and to those ecosystems as well. So it is still a good hold, I believe. I, I believe that it's still a great um, asset to have. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like me personally, uh, I don't really stake. Out of all the tokens I stake, Atom's definitely on the lower part of that. And I mean, yeah, I'd probably miss out on a little bit of extra uh, airdrops, but I don't do things for airdrops. Airdrops are just like a side bonus. But yeah, I totally agree with that. And it, Adam, as knock on wood, has been like really stable. If it goes down to like the mid twenties, so usually that's like all right, that's kind of floor right now, and you can load up. And uh, yeah, there's just too many big brains and too many bright minds to for Adam not to succeed in the long run. It's just there's so much going for it. It's it's a long play, but 
it's not going anywhere. So what's yeah, gonna be what's gonna be cool is like Adam when shared security goes and start getting all those other tokens for staking Adam, like technically you're like the Adam token is gonna represent an index fund of yeah. you know, said assets, which is gonna be really cool. So it's like you exactly. know, you're pretty much adding more assets to back it in a way when they're, when they're you know using shared security, um, because you're able to get that that extra you know staking rewards through all those other tokens. One hundred. Yep. So that's like going to be really cool. Same thing with Quicksilver. Like technically, the Quicksilver token, when that happens and the liquid staking starts going, like that's going to kind of be like an index fund of whatever tokens are using liquid staking. Yeah, um, like like I was going to add to that. So like. Currently, if you're staking Luna, you get, you know, random currencies. Well, that's going to be like the same way with Adam, like you're saying, but you're, you'll get whatever, you know, whatever token it is on top of staking Adam, you know, so like there's so much going for it. And I have all mine pretty much parked in the Adam and um, Osmo pool. I have some other Adam pools, but most of my uh, Adams, you know, it's providing liquidity, especially in IBC. Like most of those kind of go with one another, especially if you have the blue chips. So it's really good. Like they really just go together. Like the pairings. Like when it goes down a little bit, they both go down around the same percent. When they go up, especially Adam Osmo. I mean, Osmo for a while was outperforming um, Adam, but it's like whatever. Okay, I got more Adam now. I don't. I don't give a shit. You know, it's like it's a perfect pool. That's why it'd be awesome when you can um, collateralize your LPs, like borrowing against Adam Osmo, for example. Like you hold the LPs and you can borrow against that collateral. That would be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for smarter contracts on um, on osmosis. It's going to be amazing because I have like more more of my funds are in LP, so it'll be nice to, especially like those ones. Like I like I'm really bullish on the Adam and Luna pool, Adam and Osmo pool. Um, the Luna, or I don't know why I said that. The, the Luna and Osmo. I have Secret and Osmo, so it'd be nice. Like, all right, well, let me just take out, even if it's conservative, just like a twenty five percent leverage position on it, and then I can just use that for more. For, for more degen action. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. It's not just for leveraging, though. Like, I think about it this way. Like, I always talk about, like, you know, borrowing against your assets. Like, if you're living off crypto and you're living off your investments, instead of selling them, you can hold a long-term LP position that you're never actually selling. So for tax-wise, you're not hitting capital gains, and you can borrow 10% off that position to buy a house loan that you can use to then, you know, uh, rent out and get you know get investment you know an investment deposit for an investment house or something like that right so there's so much you can do with it yes that's so true i mean i uh do taxes and financial advisor in real life i mean the one thing i learned in my short time doing it is that wealthy people never sell their assets they always just borrow against it so that's no different than crypto you know you look at luna and all them if you could just never have to sell it and then you could just take out positions against it and use that for whatever you want to do in life, like buy a house, like you're saying, it's, that's the, that's the way to go. Like that's how you grow wealth. So you don't grow wealth by selling your crypto and paying capital gains on your whole entire position. It's, that's not the way to do it. Big time. And, and I think that's what will increase the borrowing side of like things like anchor, right? So, you know, uh, there'll be many reasons why anchor grows in terms of borrowing, but I think there is demand for debt. It just hasn't been used very well in crypto to this day. And I think, you know, as it goes mainstream and there's more knowledge around this and maybe more stability or things like that, I think we'll see that borrowing side go up, you know, quite a lot. And I mean, now that you can stake your, you can stake your B atom, um, if you're holding just Adam that's not being LP'd, it's 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 a beautiful way to to either leverage it or to you know borrow against it if you think it's quite stable. So, um, 
also uh, happy to run through. <laughs> there's there's also quite a complex way to get your your B atom to to Terra currently. I think you got to go through ETH, then you got to go through Wormhole, and then you got to collect it from Wormhole and then swap it. Um, but I think we'll add a. Uh, we're looking. We've been talking to the persistence guys on adding a, like a B atom atom pool. So basically, someone when, once you've got enough deep liquidity, someone will be able to IBC their atom into the pool straight in, swap for B atom, and then provide on anchor or through the widget. So should be quite quite useful. I mean, why is it so hard to get B atom right now at this uh, current moment? It's just the method of how the how to do it. So. I don't know why they did it this way. Obviously, you can't get um, it's something to do with like obviously because it's not IBC because it's a wormhole thing. It's somehow going through ETH. So you actually stake your atom on ETH and then you have to send that through the wormhole to Terra. And when you sell it, send it to Terra, it becomes web atom. And then you got to swap that web atom for B Lunar in inside uh, Anchor. It's super complicated the way the re- rewards did. I, I know the, the head guy from Persistence put up a thread, uh, not not a thread. He put up like a like a message about it. He messaged us about it, and it was like <laughs> it collects like it somehow collects UST through the wormhole as well. It's it's quite complex, but I think for most people, once we get enough liquidity in that pool, and there's enough liquidity in both UST and B um, B atom pool. People won't have to worry about porting their own B atom over. Um, you know, there will be our bots that will level the price, and we just have deep enough pools where people can just swap in and out of of atom B atom or UST B atom, and you won't have to think about all the other side of things. You know? Wow, dude, I am so far behind with that then because I thought it was gonna be as simple as connecting your wallet to some sort of like, you know, dashboard, and it'll recognize that you're staking your atom, and you could like somehow mint it. Like, I'm super behind on it. I'm sorry. No, yeah, so like tricky. Like I, I like help out with uh with with persistence here and there. But like so like the app, you have to have your MetaMask in there. Like right now, I'm doing it for um persistence, like XPRT. Like I'm just purely staking it. But if I wanted to collect my staked persistence rewards, I need to use ETH gas. So what I do is I just let it ride. Like I don't care. I'm like I'm only going to collect it whenever. I'm not worried about compounding because it probably won't even be worth it with all the ETH gas. So, but yeah, that's like what you have to do. You have to connect your Atom, or excuse me, your Kepler and your your um, MetaMask, and then you would send over your Atom. I haven't done it yet. I'm actually probably going to do it. Maybe even just screenshot it or something and record my my uh, screen. But what you would have to do is you would have to send Atom from your Kepler to your your address that's associated on uh, P stake. So you, it would just say like, you know, deposit basically like, like if you were doing it on osmosis, you would click deposit and then it would already know and it would create a memo and all that. So it would dock, it would dock your, basically your, um, your MetaMask, and then you'll, you'll be able to do what, what Simon was just saying. It's, it is kind of complicated. I mean, it's not that complicated to do it with persistence, but doing like the wormhole and all that, like, yeah, it's, it's really complex. I think the rewards are easy to collect on Anchor. So you'll be able to collect the Anchor rewards as UST straight in Anchor. I think the more complications is we're trying to set up the contract so that the contract actually collects the uh, yield as well for the B, uh, B atom. So that you'd be LPing B atom atom and then the B atom side is actually still collecting the yield from Anchor. Um, so that you're getting that on on top of it, but it is quite complex. I think I'll make once I get my head around the whole process. I think I'll make a video on, on getting um, atom from uh, ETH. I hate playing with ETH, so it's not going to be the funnest video for me to make. But uh, getting Atom from ETH to 
you know, terror to, to, to become Beatum. Uh, and then that way, there, there may be some advantages for early uh, LPs, for example, like to LP Beatum Adam when that's uh, Beatum Atom when that's up. Like I can imagine that pool will get quite deep and it'll get quite a lot of volume through it if done right. So I think there'll be some good plays there as well. Yeah, I would definitely partake in that. I was actually thinking about your um, B Ad or B Luna and Luna, just that parks some like liquidity. Because I've been I've been just stacking. <laughs> actually, I've been just stacking a lot of B Luna. I've been taking out. Uh, it's probably not the best time to do it, but I've been taking out uh, basically collateral on on anchor. And then, uh, yeah, I mean it's cool because it's like you in in theory you're only paying. I don't know. Last time I checked, maybe four and a half five percent on uh doing that because they after you get paid out in your anchor it's like very nil and i'm like yeah i think uh this doesn't matter to me with the percent i would even care if it was 15 percent. you're just, better off doing lunar x lunar to be honest because b lunar doesn't actually collect the yield so the b lunar contract doesn't collect the yield um through anchor so you're better off actually using lunar x is the liquid token that appreciates so you're better off actually providing lunar x lunar Plus, you get like loads of SD rewards, which is Stata Labs. But coming soon in the future, I think that BLUNA Luna will have some great um, value from uh, trading fees because um, we set up the anchor widget, right, which trades through that pool. Uh, so whenever you're doing a trade, uh, like whenever you use the, the DeFi widget, um, when you trade from, you know, uh, Luna to BLUNA and in the same um, thing. I'm not going to go into too much depth on what that is, but that will all, I believe that all goes through the Luna B Luna pool. So if volume goes through that pool, that will increase the transaction fees. So it could, it could be either way, like whether you're playing on the future of that being a high volume pool, or if you're playing on wanting the, to collect the yield from, from Luna, you're better off going to Luna X, which is a liquid token that compounds with the yield. I haven't used Stater yet, so that's probably the way to go then. Yeah, Stater's cool because it like it takes all of that like custodian tax liability away from you compounding and doing that, and so all the auto compounding and uh, claiming of like your airdrops is only when you go to Stater and claim rather than like each individual restake and all of that stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, I need to do that. The only reason I've been kind of stacking some B loan because I took out way too high percentages, <laughs> and then if we took we have a little bit of a dip, so I'm like I need to just keep adding some uh, B loan just so I don't ever get liquidated. But yeah, I mean, I definitely need to do the Stater X because I, I kind of just been just ra- randomly just staking just regularly. So that's going to be my next move is to use Stater. And, uh, like I said, I'm, I've recently been positioning myself just to kind of stack Luna because I, mean, I don't know. I just I don't see there's no way that that thing doesn't get over a thousand dollars in the near future unless there's just some sort of world event, you know, like another pandemic or something. But I just like no barring craziness in the world. I just don't see how how that thing doesn't get to four digits. I just don't. Just don't, I don't. I can't. I, that's not even me. Just hopium. I just like I find ways to say how can it not get the one thousand? And I find hard. I just find it a hard time to to figure that out. Some good up plays on those those pools and pairs as well. If you're savvy with it, because when you bond, so B Luna and Luna X, you have to bond it because you're staking it. So it's it's you know twenty one days, right? Uh, and so what you can do is you can, if you're patient enough, you can actually collect like a percent, like it, it goes up and down, but I think at one point it's like a percent or 2% every 21 days because what you do is you bond it on B Luna or you bond it on, on Stata and then you, uh, then you, uh, you wait and then swap it back. So what is it? No, I can't remember what it is. 
uh, I think you, you, you bond it and then you swap it through the pool or something like that. But there's a way in which you can kind of get like a, a good 2% every 21 days. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely worth it. I mean, if you're playing with some big numbers, that 2%, I mean, if you, you can get, you know, some extra Luna, literally. So, that, yeah, I've been kind of l- listening to a lot of the shows, uh, specifically like the Luna shows, even, you know, coming up on stage here and there. But, yeah, I'm trying to learn a lot more about that because, like I said beforehand, it was just Luna, Osmo, just like compound it, not even think about it. But not that I don't like that pool. I leave everything in there. I haven't taken anything off of there, but I'm definitely more interested in trying to grow my Luna position in other ways. So yeah, that would be awesome if I could kind of figure that R about. Actually, I was talking to some of the guys today. We're trying to f- come up with like data where if you start off with like say 10000 or $100,000 and you have Luna and say Luna retracts down to like a certain number. So say it goes from like $100 to $80, how much should you buy, you know, to like, to basically stay where you want to be at um, if you think like it's going to hit a certain price point. So we're trying to come up like a date, like an Excel sheet where it'll basically like a, a token like that. Same thing with like Bitcoin. If you know, Bitcoin's at say 40 K and it goes down. It's like, you want to, to me, you want to be buying more when it goes down. So it's like same thing with Luna. If it's going from 110 down to 80, it's like, you need to be buying at 80. You get, you're basically just getting a discount. Cause I mean, do you see it not going back over a hundred? Then, yeah, I mean, I guess you wouldn't buy it. But to me, I just think the thing is, it's so, like, out of all the tokens I've been studying, I've been doing a lot of studying on like, tokens outside of IBC. I just don't see any other token that interests me where I feel super confident, even Bitcoin. Like, I think, yeah, Bitcoin's definitely going to go up. But for, like, one other coin out there that I'm like, yeah, this thing's going to be a beast. It's just Luna. I can't, like, I just keep going back to Luna. So it's like, I need to just keep stacking Luna. Hey, let me let me ask you a question, Haas. Are you using? You're probably just doing all this on desktop with uh, Terra Station and getting the anchor and all that. Yeah, I don't use my phone for for shit. Except yeah. for that, this is like the only time I use my phone is like li- literally to do spaces. I hate I hate phones. <laughs> yeah, because a lot a lot of the stuff with uh, Luna. I mean, Terra Station's not that great with the mobile, and um, but it's. It's not bad once you once you can move some of your stuff over there, you know, if you're staying within, you know, stater and and anchor, it's not that bad as long as you're on desktop. But, you know, it's doing it on mobiles. It's not that user friendly right now. But I I definitely agree with you. I feel if you're going to you could park some money over there and just if you're patient, just like you said, just you can bond your Luna and just borrow against it a little bit or just, you know, just let it sit there and. Yeah, and then what Josh, I think it was Josh about a week ago was saying where I was talking to him uh, real briefly because he's always really busy, but like through a DM that um, he anticipates Luna being fully enabled like on Kepler. So that'll be really great because then you all those problems that you're talking about with mobile, I would yes. think they would prioritize yes. I mean, I don't see why they don't like. There should be more. Like, that even goes like, no, no offense to Kepler, but there should be so many. I, I think there should be more wallets. Like in general, I love Kepler, but it's just like, yeah. I mean, whatever someone wants, they shouldn't be able to get. So that's the same thing. Like, I don't want to have. I hate it, man, because like I'm a super degen. I got so many goddamn wallets. It's like, I just want to have like a couple wallets. I don't want to have. Okay, like n- right now, I'm kind of into a riot chain. So it's like. I I buy some and I'm staking and I got to use their wallet. And then I'm thinking about uh, 
uh, I forget what other token I'm like messing around like Monero and a couple other ones. It's like now I need this cake wallet. Like I just yeah, I can't deal with all these goddamn wallets. Sometimes that's just a turn off for me. Like if I want to investigate something, but I I have to get a new wallet. Uh, sometimes and I don't even like the term wallet because it's not a good term for the digital you know passcode to, to get it to get on the chain whatever you know it is it's it's the term we use but it's not a good term but that's a turn off to me too because i hear exactly what you're saying it's like please no not another seed phrase i gotta you know write down and you know store away somewhere you know, I but, know right? like like bro like i have so many wallets like I, I hope nothing ever happens to me but i feel like if something ever happened to me there's probably going to be just lost crypto in the outer space that no one would ever get because I have so many goddamn wallets. It's crazy. But you hey need guys, to- let's do it. Let's do a quick room reset really quick because uh, there's been a few people that have been requesting to speak here. Um, hey guys, uh, just a just a big thank you to the Sunshine Validator crew. Um, they're actually sponsoring today's show. Um, if you guys want to participate in that giveaway, swipe to the right. There's a pinned uh, tweet here to the top, and yeah, uh, that will. Uh, that will make you go to our Discord where you guys can participate in the Osmo giveaway. Do they tell they tell the community about their NFTs or anything? Oh yeah, yeah, they were talking about that earlier. They're super sick. Like I love. They are. Them. They're so cool, dude. They're so badass, man. And I love NFTs. Everyone knows that about me. But these things are badass. Like they're just cool as shit. So I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, that the NFT you're talking about is uh, Sunshine Validations profile picture here, Marty. Looks really cool. Yeah, man, I love NFTs. There's there's really no NFTs that I don't like, but like they really like I'm to the point where I put myself on timeout unless like the thing really pops my eye. You have one of the other day that uh robotic knot that had an Osmo theme. I was like, yeah, I want that. Oh, dude, those are <laughs> the, from the one Yeah, dude, they were so sick. I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's sick. That's yeah. badass. Yeah, the Omniflix those one, are so the nice. Osmosis one, and the Umi one. I think looks. The coolest. So Simon, speaking of NFTs, real quick, what's what's the deal with? I, I understand what you guys are doing with like the NFTs w- with your um, like LP position, but is that just like a, a community that's making those? No, if you heard me, Simon. Simon, um, uh, I think that he is, or that they are doing that. Where like you can have an NFT, not even from their platform or whatever NFT you buy, and fuse it with your LP position. So then it kind of like gives that NFT like backed value no matter what. Like it always has those those LP tokens, but I'm not sure how you would redeem it. That's kind of like a. I think it's interesting like, for sure. Like, that would, yeah, it would be super cool. Like if you, you know, like, OK, like m- me, for example, I've been in the Luna and Osmo pool since day one. It'd be like, all right, this dude's like an OG in this pool. Like, let's give him like an NFT. So when he clicks it, it's not just some boring like, hey, Luna and Osmo. You get this like badass PFP or something like I think that's a really cool idea. I like what they're trying to do with that. It's interesting. Where'd you you read that, uh, Tricky? So we can probably get the link and send it to the top. I was just in that first space we had with uh, Simon and the rest of the loop team. They were talking about how you could fuse the, the NFTs with LP positions. I'm sure when Simon gets uh, gets back, he'll be able to explain a little more. Um, but we just had Noel come back up. What's up, Noel? Welcome back, Simon. I think I saw him on mute himself. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry. I was, uh, I was just doing some other stuff. Uh, I missed just a bit of chunk there. What was the question? All right. So my thing was like, I was just, we, we just kind of like tidbit into NFTs and then it made me think about 
how you guys are doing like your uh like your promoted collections. I remember looking at it and if you're like in a certain pool for X amount of days, you can potentially get an NFT. And my question was is do you just like have random communities that already like are established that are making those NFTs? Like how's that going? So there's a few pieces and I think uh, I'm kind of, I'll be more, more working on, on getting that communication so people understand the different parts of it because it is quite a, a flexible model, right? So the whole idea is NFT LP bonds. So it, it, it's two parts, right? So um, the main, the, the power that I see this uh, with the NFT LP bonds, the biggest power that I see is it's, a gr- it's possibly a great way for a new protocol to come on and to uh, create protocol-owned liquidity from day one. So let's say you're raising, right? So you're you're wanting to to uh, raise uh, at the start of your protocol. One of your biggest issues is before token generation event, you need uh, like a deep liquidity pool, right? You need you need deep liquidity to stabilize your tokens. Normally, that's you know that's kind of done through raises and things like that. But with with these p- protocol-owned uh, liquidity bonds, what you could do is you could you could create an NFT series, okay? And that's an LP bond NFT series. I've got $1,000. Let's say the NFT uh, costs $1,000. What it does is it's got a certain amount of tokens attached to it. So it may have uh, $1,500 uh, worth of tokens attached to it over a period of nine months, right? So they've you know, vested over nine months and, re- and uh, released incrementally over a period of nine months. I come in, I buy that bond um, for $1,000 or I provide LP. So it's usually that that thousand dollars is converted to, to an LP for the particular bond. So it could be a UST and the token of that particular uh, thing. So it's converted into that LP. And then over a period of nine months, those tokens are released to you, but you've got the NFT and you can trade that position to other people. So you could, uh, you know, unstake your, your, your bond, you could send that to Tricky and then Tricky could restake it and collect the rest of the yield on that particular bond. You could auction it. There's lots of things you can do. What happens is that you're actually uh, swapping, uh, you're creating a locked-in LP on the Loop protocol for for that particular project, and in return, um, you know, users are getting tokens, uh, an increased amount of tokens than they've spent. Right now, you, you, there's parameters in this bond, so the bond doesn't have to be protocol and liquidity. The 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 bond could have a particular uh, things in in its in place where you may receive the LP back at the end of the bond term. And that could be less rewards. So there's, there's, there's lots of things you can do with it, but it allows you as well to wrap positions. So you could have an LP position uh, and then you've got an NFT. So you want to wrap an NFT. So you bring the NFT on onto Loop, you wrap the LP position in the NFT, and then the LP position becomes tradable through an NFT. So suddenly the NFT now has an LP position attached to it uh, and you can send that to someone else or you can trade that to someone else with the LP uh, position attached to it. So it's, it's very flexible. There's a lot of things to it. I think it's, it's going to take a bit of time to simplify and to really uh, showcase and educate the different possibilities uh, with this this system. I just want to say, hello. How are y'all getting on? I'm back. What up? What up? How you it's doing, the, I think it's the, the host that actually rec- might recognize me. I don't know if any of you do, but... Uh, I was in here the other night, and I talked about, i tell you what I did do. I talked some amount of shite for the best part of it, say, 10 minutes. And then uh, the host of the chat, the host of the chat turned around and goes, oh, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. And I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> are, you all, are you all from America? 
I'm not sure we remember you, dude. <laughs> uh, I remember, I'm the one that uh, had the autism, and then it was like, oh yeah. Once I said it, it was like obvious. You know what I mean? No, wrong. I don't think you're in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. We talked to so many people. Maybe you're right, but I don't. I personally don't remember. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know exactly what you're trying about. You meet a lot of my kind. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, we're all out there. You know what I mean? Are <laughs> you? Uh, uh, that's a bit sad. I'm making myself laugh. That's a bit fucking gay. Are you from uh, America? Yeah, man. Most of well, not all of us in here, but yeah, most of us are. The main people talking. You're all from America. Are you, are you, do you know each other in real life or are you all yeah. separate? We're all separate. Let my parents. Yeah, I get you, man. <laughs> Canada here. <laughs> it's like yeah. us. See you later. Bye bye. <laughs> but, um, no, how, how, how did, how did, how did, uh, I'm fucking broken record. How did, you, how did you get into the NFTs? What made you look into it? Does anyone want to take it? I mean, I'm sure we all have different. Why reasons why? Yeah, dude, like executioners. You've all got different reasons why you honestly, do it. <laughs> honestly, I, I just uh, found like uh, an NFT I like, and uh, my buddy Clay just gave gave one to me. Let me mint one, and that was like a really cool experience, just a minting experience, and it was just fun for me, man. I was in a group chat the other day, and um, if I if like I follow a few the minute, you know what I mean, and. They think I'm funny or whatever, so they they follow me and you know, every, like if I join their group, they usually join in. You know what I mean? But they're an NFT group, you know what I mean? But I don't know anything about it, so I just join in and take the piss out of them, which they like because it breaks up the conversation. You know what I mean? But um, two of them sent me two NFTs uh, through a thing called MetaMask. I think it's called. I downloaded where the fuck that is. But um. <laughs> That's a that's a wallet for like all the major uh, like antiquated technologies in Ethereum. They made me download MetaMask and uh, OpenSea. So, but uh, anyway, they sent me two or three. Um, what was it called? Um, NFTs, and one of the people that sent it was verified, and he sent me a Walking Dead NFT. I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, cheers for that. But it was just a fucking cube. They were, what do you call it? They were circling around in a cube. And I was like, oh, well, it's kind of boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, it looks it looks cool. It looks cool. But I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, okay, thanks. Like, what do you do with an NFT once it's given to you? It all depends, my man. Like, the NFTs that you're talking about, none of us know about it. Because it's a totally different, like, blockchain. Which is like, thinking about it being on a different planet. Like none of us here deal with it's called Ethereum. What you're talking about is with Ethereum. We don't really mess around with Ethereum here. The one I was sent was a Walking Dead one. Yeah, but I'm saying it's from Ethereum though. Like the like the currency and like the token of it is based based off of uh, Ethereum. Oh, Ethereum is a currency. Yeah. Oh, dude, I thought I thought that was a nightmare. I mean, it is kind of an nightmare. To some it is. Yeah, it's like it's worse than our gas prices in the world right now, basically. Like if, you, if you wanted to go <laughs> drive over to your parents' house, you have to use Ethereum right now. I may sell the onso. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear a funny joke since we're talking about gas prices. 
Yeah, if you say my mom's knickers, I'm gonna have a bad time tonight. Okay. My girl said, "Take me somewhere expensive." She got ready, put her makeup on, and everything. So I took her ass to the gas station. She said, "I thought we was going somewhere expensive. I thought we were going somewhere expensive. I got ready for this." And I'm like, "Well, gas is damn near four dollars. I don't know where the hell you thought we were going." <laughs> you better have brought her credit card with you. Okay. <laughs> no, we went out to eat for real, but I was just joking with her. <laughs> I can only imagine you pulling to the gas station like, all right, bitch, pull out. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I would do that so quick. So quick. No, nah, I was just I was just joking with her. I got a daughter, so I'm a father now. I'm trying to chill. But on the NFT side, I got like I was looking at some bad apes because I know, I mean, not bad apes, some more bad kids because I know they're going to have a V2 coming out. So I was just like, I'm going a, I'm to a press that buy button until I get one of a girl or something for my daughter. <laughs> hey, just what for the guy. record, guys, we, we don't use foul language like that, especially if it's towards women. We don't we don't call women the B word. All right. If you come in yeah, I'm doing that again, uh, you're out completely and blocked. Yeah, cause I've been, I've been on a nice little, I've been on a nice streak of not saying that word. <laughs> cause now that I got a daughter, like everything changed. Even the music I listen to. But how y'all night going, IBC gang? How y'all night going? Pretty good, man. As you get, as you, as you get older, you won't want to say any of that, sh- any of that crap, man. Yeah, not even with the kids, unless unless you don't want to be a good person. Yeah, you know I mean, then I guess yeah, then you'll keep listening to that crap. But because <laughs> even my homie, yeah, my homie, you're coming here. He got a daughter, and I got a newborn. And his daughter a little bit older than me. He'll start playing something, and I try turn it down to switch. And I'm like, fam, you got a daughter. <laughs> he said, ain't nothing changed. I'm like, respect, bro. <laughs> I just think that's not good though, because it's like you're yeah. you're you're, you're, you're stacking the odds against your daughter. By actually. I feel the same. I feel the same way. Yeah, you got to. I wasn't the one that said. Oh yeah, and I wasn't the one that said the B word. FYI, yeah. I said no. No, you want your, no, no. You want you want your daughter to find someone good in life. You gotta you gotta show her the ropes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's how. Or else she's not. She's gonna want somebody that's not a good person, and then you know it's just not good. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my tip, but yeah, let's try to get back to the the crypto talk. Yeah, let's let's reset the room a little bit. I think Cedric just just came out. What other NFT y'all been seeing that's coming out on Stargate? Uh, real quick, Desperado, we're gonna go to uh, Cedric real quick. How you doing, yeah, Cedric? Yeah, good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear yes, you. Sir. Yeah, I just have a question of going back to this wallet usage, where uh, you know people kind of feel me too. I, I'm a Cosmos guy, I like the Cosmos uh, ecosystem, and I'm a Kepler person. But the data shows that right people don't like to use all these wallets, and unfortunately, I was around. I'm a baby boomer. And during the internet revolution, it reminds me of like when we had SDOS, we got these computers, we had to put like C backslash DOS to launch our computers. And it and people were scared to touch a keyboard. And it kind of reminds me of things now where you have all these different wallets. It's still kind of a hassle to get in there. And there's some technical stuff. And the 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 defining moment during the whole internet revolution is when they came up with windows and you could just click, 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 and it just exploded. So I just want to ask you guys, when do you think, what, when will that moment come to crypto? What do you think that will look like? Maybe like a universal wallet or 
it seems like there's going to be an event when that just accelerates mass adoption where there's too many people now who are still kind of on the sidelines afraid to participate so i just wanted your just i get your thoughts on that i mean if i had to give you my personal opinion about like the i wouldn't say there's ever going to be necessarily a universal wallet but maybe perhaps most wallets will have I don't want to say all the tokens, but they'll have majority of the tokens that you probably would want to go for. I would say probably a couple more years. The problem that that's kind of put on the back burner, so to speak, because there's really no money to be made in it by creating wallets. Like it's just, it's not a lucrative business model. So, you know, like we'll, we'll use IBC since you're talking about Kepler. So like Josh is the co-founder of Kepler and he's really great. He's, a, he's, he's brilliant. And IBC is growing so much that there's always a new blockchain that's basically coming out all the time. You know, like once it's, I mean, it kind of slowed down a little bit recently, but for a while it was like, there's this new blockchain, there's another chain, there's another chain, there's another. And so, you know, everyone wants to be fully enabled, but there's, there's not enough workforce. And like I said, it's not really a lucrative business. So like a lot of them don't have the capacity, the, like the wherewithal to hire a huge team to do that because everything costs money and people aren't going to just work for free. So, I mean, I don't know. I would think like the floor, like the best case scenario would be like a couple of years. I know MetaMask, I don't like MetaMask, but I know they just dumped, I'd seen an article not too long ago. They just dumped a lot of money into like growing, expanding their uh, operations. So, uh, yeah, I, I think... There's going to be a few big players no matter what. It's hard to say like a universal one. I don't think there's ever technically going to be a universal I one. I think the way like, you know how you connect your Kepler to Osmosis and then you can change to like Omniflix and like compound your your Wawa or your Juno, just depending on what like, or you can go to FOT and connect and you're on the Juno chain and you don't really have to mess with your wallet too much. So I feel like that's the answer to that question within the Cosmos ecosystem is that like the wallet's always going to be there, but like how the websites integrate it and make it feel is going to be the is is going to be what you're talking about where you just kind of like yeah I, I think one day you're just going to be on these websites and interacting with it and you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, there's a wallet." Act like underneath all this and you're just really not going to feel it or like think about it too much um that's my take is like that's that's how cosmos is tackling that problem how that like spills over to the broader ecosystem yeah i don't know um but i kind of see it like that like it's it's kind of like the like the other or like the infrastructure underneath web3 is going to be uh the wallets and like you're not going to really see them or like no you're you're, you're totally yeah you're totally you're totally right about ibc i mean i know that's like josh and kepler's goal is then to basically you won't even realize that you're using kepler the only time you'll know kind of like you're interacting with it is actually when you're doing like a transaction okay you went on this new site do you give it permission to connect to yes and then that's basically the end of that and it, it is going to be all you know because all it is is an extension anyways so yeah, exactly. I guess like Mayor was saying, I guess the word wallet's not probably the best word to use per se. But yeah, I mean, I think we're a couple years away. I think IBC has a good chance of being the first to do that, where it's just like Kepler is the main wallet, and it's just yeah, it's every every chain eventually will be fully enabled. I would feel like at least the big bigger ones. 
See, I feel like they're going to be able to have like all these different wallets. You can even have these chain specific wallets, but then what there's going to be is like an Omni interface to where like that interface can read whatever wallet it is. And then, like you said, they're all just kind of plugins to that interface. And then it's going to also take like work on the other side too. So like when we're starting to be able to use this stuff to spend and buy or whatever, like we go to the store or whatever, and we go to that POS and we can just use our wallet. And it's going to instantly know what coin it needs, how much to to take, what's the best like coin to actually use with this. Because maybe like this, this this place takes multiple types of currencies or cryptos or whatever, but you get a better rate for a certain one. So I think that that's like the route to where it's not necessarily going to be like a wallet, but it's just going to be some interface that interacts with all these wallets and all this other stuff that kind of, like you guys say, like works all in the background. Um, but it's just smooth and just we don't even know what's going on. It's just has, think, any, has anyone used the Leap wallet? I know that's one that's trying to go more universal. Has anyone used Leap? No, I've never even heard of it, to be honest with you. I was yeah. going to say, I know like Osmosis on the Frontier page that eventually you'll probably just be able to connect any wallet into it. And uh, they want to be like a permissionless Wild Wild West you know, setting and then collect the data. And if like there's enough uh liquidity or demand and there's a lot, enough analytics then it would probably be entered into like the main the main interface well, you know? well, well Haas, leap says it's the super wallet for something named terra i don't i don't i don't know about this terra stuff i don't think it's going to be a real big deal i think it's just kind of like a you know one of those flying you know here there gone tomorrow so i your leaps probably not that big of a deal i i don't think terra is going to be around that long you know yeah I don't, just <laughs> just the, just the, the bait, mayor yeah that's <laughs> true um I, I agree with um with tricky on this i think it's going to be like a um i i, I see it we see it as like a kind of like i know that you guys are not a big fan of terra station but kind of like an interface that integrates lots of DeFi apps so that you're not even going to third-party apps to do things so almost like you could aggregate multiple uh different uh, wallets into there possibly kind of like ledger live but a better version right where you can deposit on anchor within the app you can stake uh liquid tokens within the app you can tra- send in the app you can do you can have wallet addresses and, and that you send to in the app and change between wallets within the app and do all this sort of stuff or within the one interface i think that will be the future of visibility so total disclaimer i've never personally i've never said anything bad about terra station i'm just tired of like all the goddamn wallets i have it's just annoying yeah. like i got, once, I got you get, like, once you get past two or three it's like how many more how many more you know yeah because i i preach about having like several like like kepler for example if you're in it long enough i preach to have like at least two to three wallets like have different reason why because if something happens you kind of have a hedge or whatever but like if you're doing that now you're getting exposure to like to Luna and their ecosystem and then you need you know you need all these other terror station wallets and it's just it get, it's like at some point I mean I'm in it all day long so I have the time but if you're just like you know someone that's working all day long outside and you come back and then you want to do some degen action and then you have a good amount of money and get good enough capital it's like do you do I really have the time to have four different wallets for four different cases and then like yeah it just becomes too much it, even if there's some sort of protocol or encryption that comes out where you can just merge them all together like okay i could just double click my kepler but then there's like a little tab inside of it that has like my terra state well i know terra station and, and kepler won't won't be an issue because I, like i said terra luna is going to eventually be fully enabled in uh 
Kepler, but I'll just use like random ones. Like you want to get Solana or AVAX or any of the guys outside. It's like now you need their wallets. It's like it just becomes too much. I think it should be even simpler than that. I think you shouldn't even know this, the different wallets and it just aggregates different wallets in there and you don't even know what you're using, but you just know it just automatically picks what you need to use to interact with a particular protocol and you've got multiple wallets and different seeds stored within that particular uh, platform that are obviously separated by risk. You could have a portion that's ledger, um, right, that, that you have to connect your ledger to access that part, which could be like a savings part, but just kind of something that aggregates everything. I don't know how you do it in practice, but. Yeah, I think that's the future. I mean, if they could find that out, you know, whomever does that, that's to me, that's actually would be lucrative. If I don't, I just still, even with that premise though, like how does how does someone make money doing that? Because at the end of the day, people aren't just going to do stuff for free. So like even that, let, let's say in the perfect world, that's like a, that's a future possibility. Where is their income coming from? Like, where's the, well, you know what I mean? Like, Hoss, I, I think for like, what has to happen is you have to get, I mean, like a major chain has to back their, their wallet developers. Like, I mean, I know that's, that's, I hate to say the word, but that's what Binance has done with the trust wallet. Oh, it's like, they're just, the I'm word. sorry. I'm sorry. I said the word. I'm sorry. Don't, don't, yeah. don't block me. But I mean, th- their Binance is just, they're paying people millions of dollars to develop their, tw- the, their wallet, you know? So it's like, I guess sooner or later, that's probably what's going to have to happen. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, I guess, but I also don't want to see fake, to- fake tokens out there. You know, how many times when I'm on osmosis helping out, I get like a user that'll DM me and they're like, Hey, how do I deposit this Osmo? And they're showing me a BP 20 token. I'm like, yeah, that's a scam. My guy, like it's, a- it's so it's sad. Cause like we get it once. I, I swear I get it like at least, once or twice a week where uh, like a, an individual will DM me and say like, how do I deposit this Osmo? And it's literally a fake Osmo token on, on trust wallet. It, I feel like I feel horrible because they just got scammed, you know, because Binance, um, I guess people just make like a fake token and it, those say it's Osmo and people that don't know, they're like, yeah, well, I, what's this Osmo? I see it's pumping right now. Let me go buy some. And they buy it on fake Binance or whatever. And then, you know, a Binance smart chain. I don't, I, I don't, do, I don't do anything over Binance. So I don't know, but I just know I, I keep getting them like at least yeah. once. A week, what do I they call these. those? The, the scam dump tokens or something like that. There's a, there's a term for it. I forget. Well, they'll, they'll just uh, drop, they'll just drop the, the scam tokens into people's wallets. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what they do over there. Be careful. Hey, quick, those for quick, sure. uh, quick comment about that, the, about leap. Um, I believe the team behind Leap, by the way, is somehow affiliated with the uh, folks behind Stator. And uh, I think there was some conversation about how you might take like Stator's uh, Stake Plus and all those little things on their platform as far as like staking. And like that might become incorporated into things like Leap. So, um, yeah, all jokes aside, (laughs) I'm pretty sure the Leap people... uh, are not only f- not fly by night, but I also I think they are interested, sort of like Stator is, in being uh, cross chain. And some of the chains that they have been looking at are things like Solana and I maybe Avalanche too. And the more Terra, uh, obviously, partnership there is with Solana and Avalanche, obviously, the more likely that you know those wallets are going to want to integrate that. So anyway, just thought I'd throw that in there. didn't they didn't isn't luna buying some avax right now and like adding that to the reserves or or what is that yeah i think the amount was uh 
I saw two different amounts. I'm not sure what the final news is. Uh, uh, I think we should, if you pull up the Terra Money Twitter, um, it'll say the ac- accurate amount. But I saw two different amounts. I think 100 million or 200 million avalanche. And what has basically happened is I think they exchanged uh, Luna for Avalanche. Um, you know, the two foundations, LFG and then Avalanche Foundation, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, again, I, I may get the names wrong and whatnot, but the uh, there's an exchange that took place. And then ultimately, I think there's going to be some sort of money market built on Avalanche versus UST so that you can remit UST for Avalanche. And maybe they'll do that with, you know, multiple chains, right? You just simply have a large pool of the native asset of that chain, which is generally trusted, right? Because Avalanche people trust Avalanche and, you know, Terra people trust Luna or whatever. So you would just go to each chain and you'd make a, you'd go and buy a pool like this and park it there. <laughs> and uh, you just pair it with the possibility of remitting UST in case of a DPEG. And, um, you know, it, it mainly just alleviates people's worries, but it also makes it really, really expensive to force a DPEG um, because there'll be so much, um, there'll be so much liquidity available to uh, counter that kind of activity. And I think that's going to be ultimately the, the, the way the game is played. Sefi, it was a hundred million uh, treasury swap between the two. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a hundred and some, some I were saw something about a subnet though. Was there something about a subnet? Because I thought there was yeah. like $100 million for something and then the $100 million was something else. Yeah, there's going to be, I think, a hundred. there's going to be a subnet that uh, Avalanche and Terra are going to build together uh, to produce some combination of a money market and maybe maybe something related to gaming. I'm not sure. You know, a lot of like cross-traffic as far as commentary, so I don't know the exact answer. But yeah, a, a specific subnet built out for the Terra Avalanche cooperation. And I, I don't know what that necessarily means for like cross-chain DeFi applications or what specific applications they'd intended to deploy. I, I think there's like not a lot of details out there about all of this, right? So like there's probably no point in speculating too much. We just know that yeah, the word subnet was used and that that would be really cool if um you know th- this type of interaction was taking place on in the future on other things like polka dot or whatever dare say Cardano or whatever <laughs> like, you know you the, the more places you can get ust the better um this could actually solve that question we we're talking about before right because you know you said stable helping develop leap i think one of the issues with that is potentially like if you have a particular protocol with its own vested interest building a wallet that's meant to integrate everything else it may create conflict but what if you had maybe five chains that got together and put resources towards developing a wallet, one you know, one wallet to rule them all, right? Or one wallet that would integrate all the different chains, and that would be that interface that kind of aggregates everything, rather than because you've got one protocol. By the way, I don't know that they're the same people. I think there might be sort of like they know each other or something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know one hundred percent. Yeah, but you're right. I guess theoretically, you're going to be. Um, you're going to want to integrate your own things if possible. Um, but the way the leap people sounded when I spoke to them uh, directly about it was that they're looking for any kind of interesting uh, protocol integrations into the wallet. I think a wallet developer who wants to put in like a DeFi application is going to want to be pretty damn sure that the application actually works and that there's no bugs and other problems. I would think that that kind of, um, 
composability would be like, if I was a wallet developer, I'd really want to make sure I vet those protocols, make sure they work for some period of time. Like you're not going to get some, you know, I think it's unlikely protocols are going to have some composability released initially, right when they open onto a wallet based platform, right? So I think to me, the a wallet based integration would be like, all right, these are people that would be a little bit more maybe attracting DeFi, DeFi newbies, and you want to be a little bit more protective, perhaps of like what is offered directly on a wallet, maybe, you know, right? Because like, when you look at an app, like on the App Store, right, you presume certain level of security, because well, you figure you push a button, it should just work. Uh, you don't go to the Amazon app or something like that on your phone and presume that Amazon's going to steal your money, right? Like most of the time when it comes to these kind of polished apps and wallets, um, I think people uh, are going to expect a certain level of perfection, dare I say. Um, and certainly not, they're not going to expect like loss of funds type problems either. <laughs> so uh, like, you know, like, like the guys were saying, as far as like scam coins and whatnot, uh, these types of wallets, Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a two-part space, the IBC Gang Lounge Open Mic, recorded on Saturday, April 9th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of their other educational resources, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, and YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Rolling down the street in my 6 foe. I never had a 6 foe. A kid can wish though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle I keep looking and looking and looking But never find nothing We've been lied to thinking this surprise Under super secret lies Motherfucker sneak inside Going dark now believe me When I say this shit is do or die Going dark now believe me When I say this shit is do or die Going dark now believe me When I say this shit is do or die the tr-
trenches Trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space while the wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit it's all nixed Waking up early gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say the shit is do or die. Going dark now, believe me when I say the shit is do or die. Clark's a great guy, man. He's totally gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Channel Spaces.